Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Veterinary Advice, Edible News and Views. I am your host, Dr. Roger Welton, veterinarian, coming to you live this evening from the Florida Space Coast, as I always, or most of the time, do. I did take last week off. I had some business to attend to, but I am back here and happy to be talking to you again this evening. Quick reminder, my YouTube show, which is kind of my marquee show, that's the one that sort of put me on the map here on the Internet, is back in action. I just recorded episode two of season two. So we we did season, or I'm sorry, episode one last week, which gave a very nice response. I'm really happy for the support. And I'm uh, going to post a new one this weekend. So please certainly tune in. That show, as well as this show, are embedded at webdvm.blogspot.com which is my blog. You can listen to this podcast. You can watch the WebDVM on YouTube embedded right there, as well as enjoy a transcript of the WebDVM program. And I also put bonus content. And tonight we're going to have some bonus content based on these stories. So certainly put that in your favorites to check out. It's just an easy way to access both of my shows. I uh, have one other announcement before I keep going here. And uh, that is I have decided to discontinue the webcast, the videocast of this live show that I was doing at blogtv.com. It just didn't quite catch on there. I I don't think this subject matter nor, you know, what we're talking about nor our approach are appropriate for blog TV. Certainly we've we've gotten a huge following on YouTube. We've gotten a an, an ever-growing, solid following here on Blog Talk Radio, but Blog TV just never quite caught on. And if you go to the shows there, you know, the people that are uh, logging in there and, and have accounts and they're watching the shows and participating, if you look at the, the most popular shows, they tend to be the silliest ones. I think that audience is just looking to have some fun, watch you know, somebody banging on their guitar, knocking out some cool tunes. They're looking to you know, watch some goofy kid who <laughs> wants to dance on his webcam and stuff like that, or her webcam. But I guess this, maybe this show is, isn't quite for that audience. Anyway, whatever the case, we, we had a solid base there of 20-something viewers. And it just when something isn't panning out, you just have to revisit. After eight months of doing it, <laughs> is it going to get any better? I just didn't think it was going to. So I'm no longer broadcasting there, and I just wanted to let you guys know. Uh, of course, here at Blog Talk Radio, I love our following here. It's ever an ever-growing base of loyal listeners, and uh, this this is going to go on uh, for as long as I can envision. And the YouTube show, of course, is my staple. It's my original show, and that's going to continue. So enough about enough about us and me. Uh, let me just give you our call-in number. This is a live call-in show. This is where it differs a lot from the YouTube uh, uh, video show that we do on, uh, once a week. There, you can call me on this show. And, uh, you know, a lot of our listeners are archive listeners, and that's fine. But for you live listeners out there, please feel free to give me a call, one 878 1435 Give me a call if you have questions, comments on what we're talking about. If you just have something you 
cool story you want to tell us about animals or, or the subject matter, that's just fine. And, of course, your questions don't have to be about anything that I'm talking about this evening. It could be about anything veterinary medicine, animals, and pets related. So let's move on to the topics of this show tonight. we got some pretty cool stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about, of course, the title of the show, which offensive breath is never normal. And I'm going to elaborate on that. Uh, as, you know, uh, as our sort of showcase topic for tonight. But we have a couple of things, a couple other news items here. Uh, for those of you who haven't caught it on CNN or on YouTube or elsewhere on the Internet or on cable news, there's a lady named Mary Bell who has been nicknamed the cat trash bin lady. Uh, she's a lady who was caught on camera throwing an innocent kitty cat in the trash. And the owners of the kitty cat happened to have a surveillance camera and caught it all. And I want to talk about that as well. But first, we need to clear the air here. We need to clear the air about the reality of the IAMS pet food recall because it's just too much, inform- too much misinformation out there. People have been sensationalizing it too much. And as a result, what we have is, a lot of mass hysteria about it that really isn't necessary. So I'm just going to explain and tell you objectively exactly what's going on. IAMS is a pet food. It's a fairly decent pet food made by a company called Procter & Gamble. And what happened is there is a potential, not confirmed, but a potential salmonella contamination of one of their cat dry diets. It's called IAMS Proactive Health indoor weight and hairball care, dry cat food. And as I said, there's a potential that there may be salmonella. So we haven't had any confirmed cases yet. But just as a precaution and I guess doing the responsible thing here, the bags in question are mostly located in one of two stores in Loveland, Colorado. And specifically for those of you listening in Colorado, The food was sold in a blue 6.8-pound bag, and these bags feature a code date of 02304173, parentheses B1 through B6, close parentheses, and the UPC number is 19014039211. If you didn't hear that, don't worry about it. I posted that as bonus material on the blog, webdvm.blogspot.com. So just visit there. If you want to double-check, make sure your cat's not eating one of these foods. And also, of course, to make sure that the bags in question didn't make it outside of Colorado because, of course, even though Procter & Gamble asserts that the food is – was only shipped to the – the food in question was – only shipped to one of these two stores in Loveland, Colorado. Uh, you know, you never know if a shipment made it outside of, Col- of Loveland or, you know, in other cities in Colorado or even another state. You just never know. So uh, the information about that food, again, it's just a cat food. It's a proactive health indoor weight and hairball care made by IAMS. All that information is on the blog this week in the bonus material section. Check that out just to make sure your cat's not eating tainted food. It is not a major problem. We have not had any outbreaks reported. We have not had any confirmed cases of salmonella poisoning. So I just want to just reiterate that this is not 
a major thing. This is not like the situation where we had all those diets contaminated with serious problems caused by food, uh, food ingredients that were imported from China, which affected many different brands of foods a few years ago. Uh, they were causing kidney failure. Nothing like that. Uh, these diets yet have yet to cause to cause any confirmed problems. Procter and Gamble doing the right thing. They are putting out the message, and I'd like you to make sure that if you have a cat on IAM's food, to just be sure that uh, you're not feeding one of these tainted bags. So we cleared the air there, and the reason I did that is because with this mass hysteria, I couldn't believe it. I'm coming home from walking my son two days ago, and my neighbor comes up to me, and he's really we're on really good terms, really nice neighbors, good people, absolutely in love with her Rottweiler, and she's been really sick as of late. And this dog has been on IMS for the past 10 years of her life, and she's 10 years old, which means that she's been on IMS her entire life. And again, it's a decent food. And the lady, uh, my neighbor, had said to me, well, I switched the food to make sure that, you know, as the vet was sort of working through the problem and trying to figure out what her disease process was, uh, I changed the food because uh, I, I wanted to make sure it wasn't salmonella. Well, you know, if she really had, had uh, hopefully just watched the real news sources and, and, and done her due diligence and not listened to any sensationalism on forums on the Internet or people that love to run away with this kind of stuff, she would know that it, it hasn't even affected dog foods. And it, it's strictly cat food. And at that, it's only one specific kind of cat food with a very specific UPC number and barcode. You know, and and she would also know that it only supposedly has been shipped to just two pet stores in the city of Loveland, Colorado. So we're talking about, you know, here we are in the space coast of Florida. Wrong species, not Loveland, Colorado, not even Colorado, period. You know, she's really got nothing to worry about. She didn't need to change the food. And having changed the food, she may have, you know, caused more problems in sort of rocking the boat. This dog's been accustomed to one particular diet all its life, and because of this presumed situation that because one little tiny line of a certain kind of brand of diet is potentially tainted, uh, to, to just jump the gun and do that, you know, well, that by itself can cause diarrhea, so... It certainly hasn't helped. So I don't want any mass hysteria out there. Just understand what you're dealing with. But let's move on to Mary Bale, <laughs> the cat trash bin lady. And before I talk about her, let me just remind you that this is a live call-in show. Number is one eight seven seven eight seven eight one four three five one eight seven seven eight seven eight one four three five. Call me. Love to get calls. Any questions, comments, concerns? veterinary and pet related, I'm happy to answer them. I would ask to just keep it a dog and cats though, because that tends to be my expertise. Go outside of that and I don't know if I can help you. But regardless, give me a call. It's toll free if you like. Let's move on to Mary Bell. Mary Bell. Oh, this is something else. So last week on CNN, it, this, this lady was caught on film. She's just walking along the sidewalk in Coventry, England. England, of course, is very well known to have a fairly strong animal welfare, animal rights base. They have 
they're a bit ahead of us when it comes to animal rights, animal welfare, uh, stronger legal penalties against animal cruelty, things like that. They were originally the folks that came up with the concept of cage-free eggs, so eggs, uh, chicken eggs that uh, are obtained from chickens that are free-roaming and not kept in a cage, and so they have a good life as they're laying eggs for us to dine on. Um, they also have, they were the originators of free-roaming chicken, where the chickens are not raised in these confined batteries where they're they, they're just grown to be so fat and not moving and just fed, 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 fed to the point that they break limbs and stuff like that and just have a horrific existence until they end up on our table. Well, England uh, was a pioneer of, you know, free-roaming chicken where, yeah, they're going to get slaughtered, and, yes, we're going to eat them, but in the process of growing and thriving, they get to co-mingle with other chickens and they get to roam around and have a life and just be chickens until that inevitable day. And it's a much less cruel existence. So you got all this stuff that England is just, you know, again, very much ahead of us when it comes to animal rights and animal welfare. Well, it's surprising that this Mary Bale lady who's from Coventry, England, was walking along on sidewalk. And, I mean, it's right there on camera. It's amazing. She's walking along, and she sees a kitty cat, and she actually goes over and scratches the fence. You know, it was kind of a, I guess the property was kind of raised, and the top of the fence was at about maybe chest level with the lady, and there was, there was like uh, a dirt, uh, not dirt, but, you know, sort of landscaping that went right up to the edge of the fence. So basically that landscaping was at this, this lady's chest level. And Ms. Bale kind of scratched the end of the fence to actually coerce the friendly kitty to come over toward her. And as the kitty got there, she starts stroking and petting the kitty cat, and the kitty cat's loving it. I mean, you could tell this is a lovely kitty cat to walk up to a perfect stranger like that and and start loving on her just because she beckoned her over with a little scratch in the dirt. Well, as she's petting the cat, she continues to pet the cat. She looks both ways on the street, and picks up the cat, opens up the trash bin sitting right there, puts the cat in the trash bin, closes the trash bin, and quickly walks away. Uh, Unbelievable. I mean, this this, this cat was being ever so sweet. It was not doing anything threatening. In fact, it was being extraordinarily friendly. And here we have this lady just out of nowhere, looks both ways to make sure no one's looking, grabs the cat by the scruff, throws it in the trash bin, closes the trash bin. Well, anyway, the owners of the cat come home from work, and they're distraught because they don't know where their kitty is. They can't find her anywhere, and she's not the kind of cat that really wanders far off the property. So they're looking and looking and looking and looking. They're asking their neighbors. Nobody knows where she is. And the husband finally is, you know, walking up and down the street, and he hears this faint little meow, 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 meow. And she, uh, or he, tracks the the sound back to his trash bin, opens it up, and lo and behold, his cat is sitting there. So they were just appalled because, you know, this trash bin, you have to physically open it to get the cat in there. It's not a trash bin where, you know, the the lid might, you know, accidentally come open, fall off, and then somebody might come by and, you know, put the lid back on. It's not like that. It's actually on hinges. So somebody would have had to physically open this 
put the cat in and close it. Well, lo and behold, these people happen to have a surveillance camera. And they went back to their surveillance camera. And, and, and for all of you out there, you know, God, the, 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 the dawn of, you know, every Tom, Dick, and Harry having video and surveillance and whatever. Well, hasn't that been just invaluable in exposing injustice and, and bad things that people do, the Rodney King case and, 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 and just bad stuff caught on video that is prosecuted properly because, well, you can't refute that. So they go to their, uh, surveillance camera and they see this person doing this and they're just appalled and when they look at the time on the camera that this actually happened as it turned out this cat sat in this bin for 14 hours 14 hours and look this time of year it's not as hot as it is you know perhaps here on the eastern seaboard of of the united states Certainly not as hot as it is here in Florida this time of year. But, look, I've been to England in the middle of July, and I've been there in August. It's it's humid. It, it, it is hot, and certainly in a trash bin that's getting no air, and the sun's baking on it. It happened to be a day that wasn't overcast. I know that's rare in England. You know, this cat must have been really just stifled in there. There was no water. And luckily, luckily, look, no harm done because the cat ended up being fine. They gave the kitty water sheet drank she ate and it's all good it might make her think twice about trusting a a, a strange human or you know humans in general that come to her house in the future having had her trust violated like that i mean she did nothing to this woman so what these people did the owners of this cat is they created a facebook page to find the identity of this woman they had the video posted on there and lo and behold it became discovered that this person is none other than Mary Bell. And Mary Bell is not a, you know, convicted felon. She's got no criminal record. By all accounts, everybody that knows her says that she comes off quite normal. She is a teller at a local bank, dealing with people day in and day out. And when she was first approached about having been the person that did this, she didn't deny it. And she simply said, I don't know what everybody's in a tissy about. All it is is a cat. Not a good answer. <laughs> so authorities were notified, of course. And that's being dealt with through the legal system of the U.K. And, and I'll tell you what, they have a good one when it comes to animal cruelty cases. Uh, this woman won't get off scot-free or with some little slap on the wrist or some nominal stupid little fine like like a person doing that would get off here in the United States. You know, we all know that Michael Vick was responsible for the torture of hundreds, maybe thousands of pit bulls. Had the venue owned the property by where this torture was, was taking place and also funded it. And we're talking about death and mayhem and absolute torment of the dogs that were on his property. He only got 60 months in jail. So <laughs> if that's any indicator of how good our animal cruelty justice system is, it's not very good. So, you know, I, not not to skew off onto that tangent, that, that whole thing just irks me. And, and seeing him play for the Eagles, having making a million dollars a year, and, 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 and people seeing people cheer for him, I'm sorry. It just makes me want to vomit. But, again, whole other topic. So back to Mary Bell. <laughs> She'll have the law to contend with, but as a result of this whole 
th- this whole investigation and, and Facebook promotion to out this person and figure out who did this to their cat. Well, there's other Facebook pages that have come up that, oh, man, people are joining by the truckload, and not just in England but all over the world, um, basically completely condemning this woman. And some of them are getting so extreme that, you know, she's actually getting death threats by some accounts. And people are writing some pretty vile stuff on these Facebook pages in terms of wanting her dead and things of that nature. There was actually a Facebook page made calling for her death because of what she did, which Facebook was, you know, to their credit, was pretty quick and prompt to shut down. And that's where things, I think, have gotten way too far. Now, look, this lady, I have no love for her. I dislike her strongly. She did harm to a cat and tried to do harm uh, that was perfectly innocent, was doing no harm to her. She could have walked right by that cat and not even paid it any attention because the cat really was a few feet away from her. She stopped, made a physical effort to beckon the cat over, entice it with some petting, and then stick it in the trash bin. So she had the intention of doing that cat harm. She went out of her way to do that cat harm. She's a a sadistic, vile woman, and I think she's despicable. However, when we do things like death threats, uh, that just hurts any, any cause. It hurts any moral high ground because calling for the murder of a person because of a wrong that they did is just ridiculous. And, and this is where a lot of people have a problem with animal rights uh, organizations and animal rights activists and, and, and animal rights uh, campaigns is that you have this extreme element that just takes it too far. Now, look, to denounce her, to call her vile, to call her despicable, to to let it be known that this kind of person lives in your community, yeah, nothing wrong with that whatsoever. She deserves to be a pariah. Absolutely. She does not deserve death threats. Um, she deserves proper prosecution as per, as per the laws of her locality. And I will leave it at that. And I will just say that anybody listening who's aware of this case, and many are because it was on CNN, um, you know, let's not be one of those that, that takes things so extreme that, that you, you, you know, put out death threats and, and things of that nature. Uh, because that, that's a form of terrorism and that's just, that's just not called for. So that is the story of Mary Bale, the trash bin lady caught on camera. <laughs> um, so, uh, I'm gonna move on in a moment to our offensive breath story because we're gonna close with that. That is the topic of the show and it's very important because, uh, you know, I'll get into that. Before I get into that though, I want, I do wanna let everyone know the phone lines are open. We haven't gotten the call just yet, but, that number is one eight seven eight seven eight one four three five one eight seven seven eight seven eight one four three five. Give me a call. It's not too late. Ask me a question. Offer a comment. Air some concerns. Whatever it is you want to do, give me a call. One eight seven seven eight seven eight one four three five. While we have no one on the queue that I can see, let it. Let us move on to our offensive breath. Now, folks, a, a lot of people erroneously think that it's normal for their pet, dog or cat, to have offensive, nasty, gnarly, disgusting breath. 
Well, because he's a dog and his breath is supposed to stink. Oh, but it's just a cat and, you know, her breath is supposed to reek because she's just a cat. And animal breath just stinks. Okay. Let's, let's clear the air on this because this is a big misconception that leads to a lot of problems. Yes, dogs have doggy breath where, look, it's not pleasant. I wouldn't necessarily stick my face in there, open their mouth and inhale. But it's not offensive. It doesn't smell like a dead fish or rotting carcass or feces, okay? It's just doggy breath. And I think most of us know the difference. Same with cats. Kitty breath. Kittens especially tend to have foul breath. I don't know why. They have, they tend to have just kind of this little sort of mild halitosis that they sort of get over as they get older. And But still, a cat's breath is never pleasant. It's got, you know, a kitty breath to it. Um, but again... Well, I wouldn't go opening the mouth of a kitty cat and inhaling and saying yummy. Um, it should never be offensive. So what does it mean when the breath is offensive? Well, of course, let's talk about the obvious. There's periodontal disease, and that's probably our most common reason for offensive breath. And, again, a lot of people will dismiss that. They'll say, well, okay, their teeth are bad, but what the heck am I going to do about it? Well, you, sh- you should really take it more seriously than that because – Periodontal disease, what that means is that there is tooth root and gum disease and as a result of tartar that's accumulating on the teeth. And basically what tartar is is bacterial colonies that are becoming so dense that they're taking on almost a concrete-like density, a concrete-like sort of sticking to those teeth, and it becomes calculus where you know you can't brush that off it's got to be chipped off and that's the reason we it's recommended that we go for cleanings once every six months because we got to chip away that calculus no matter how good we take care of our teeth uh we still should get those cleanings because you know in under the gums and all that that needs to be cleaned away and chipped away and you know while we brush and we floss and we mouthwash it's still inevitably going to happen well we do our best with animals to prevent periodontal disease we feed them dry food most of us do most of us that actually listen to their vets. <laughs> That's a whole other topic, so I won't take that any further. But uh, we feed dry cat food and dry dog food. We uh, do things like free feed greedy bones to, to uh, dogs, which are dental bones that increase salivation, allow the teeth to sink in before they split so that you get a good cleaning effect on the tooth, massaging of the gums. Salivation increases enzyme secretion, which helps to naturally reduce bacterial uh, counts in the mouth. On the kitty side of it, we have, uh, you know, greeny treats where the same thing occurs. Dry cat food is just as effective in cats as it is in dogs. And if you're so inclined, brushing the teeth on a one to two times a week basis is also beneficial if your cat or dog will tolerate it. When there is periodontal disease, we're talking chronic pain. We're talking, uh, Decrease in overall health, coat quality, overtaxing of the organs, overtaxing of the immune system, because let's face it, folks, when the teeth and gums are diseased, pain causes stress. Stress is not good for the body. Swallowing all that bacteria constantly makes the immune system have to deal with bacteria. Um, it It just really is not good for overall health. Good dental health is good health in general. So when that goes awry, we need to pay attention. We need to say, hey, let's take... Let's take my kitty or dog to the vet because we need to have this addressed. 
Uh, and we do do teeth cleanings. We do them all the time. It's one of the most common things we do in, in regular practice. And I had a lady bring her dog in. She put it off, put it off, put it off. The teeth were vile on this uh, Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. And the teeth were just awful. I mean, just beyond awful. And she kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Not because she's a bad owner, because she just had to put away the funds to, to, to have it done. Well, she came in for a recheck today. Uh, we did the dental. We ended up pulling 18 teeth, okay? Uh, the teeth were that bad. When they're that diseased, uh, to the point that there's root exposure and there's pus and you just take the tooth. They don't miss them. They're more liability than being there. Well, she comes in for a recheck today. All those spots are filling in nicely and the dog's life, she said, is changed. She said her demeanor is better. All this time, I didn't think she was in pain. Of course, you know, dogs and cats can't tell you they're in pain, so they just get on with their lives the best that they can. Meanwhile, they're not themselves, and it's hard to pick up on that kind of subtlety. This lady said her demeanor has improved. She's vivacious. She's eating more. She just looks like a different dog. She wished she had done it sooner. In fact, in hindsight, she wished she would have just taken out care credit or put it on her credit card. It's that important. It changed her life that much. And that's the most important thing about offensive breath. It often indicates periodontal disease, but, folks, it could also indicate underlying kidney, liver, pancreatic disease. It could indicate diabetes. It could indicate thyroid disease. A lot of things that go wrong in the gut, inflammatory bowel disease, protein malassimilation. I mean, name, I just, I just, just threw out at least 10 diseases that can manifest in offensive breath. It is bad overall health when they have these diseases and they can lead to Serious complications if not addressed. So if your dog or cat's breath is offensive, have the mouth checked. If there's nothing going on in the mouth, then allow your vet to take some blood work to make sure there's nothing systemic going on. I have five seconds left, folks. Thank you very much for participating tonight. I'll catch you next week. We make USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.